My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to chat. It's so nice to meet you. I've just been awesome. checking out your website and it's amazing. So I can't awesome. wait to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So let's chat. Let's get right into it. So everyone cool. listening right now, we are talking to Cute Blackston. That's how you say your name, right? Cute? Coot. Cute. Okay. Well, I, if I were you, I would say I'm, my name's cute. <laughs> People have called me that and it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. You, you enjoy it. I bet, you know, <laughs> I would enjoy it. So it's cute, cute Blackson and cute is a transformational teacher, a speaker, a visionary, a guide and a national best-selling author of You Are the One and the Magic of Surrender. So we're going to talk about manifestation today. We're going to talk about living your ultimate life. And I'm just super, super pumped to have you on. So thank you so much, Cute. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to be here. Of course. So I would love to start this off by just hearing your story. So elevator pitch, how you got to where you are today and any um, you know, cool experiences you've had along the ride that have uh, brought you to where you are and who you are. Um, let's see. I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana. My mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. I live in the U.S. and partly Mexico and all over. So for most of my life, I felt like a citizen of the world from everywhere and nowhere. Um, for me, as a, as a young boy, my first memories were a couple of things. I always felt... Uh, as a young kid, I was a very sensitive kid, so I always felt people suffering very deeply. So there was always a part of me that felt this deep um, impulse to alleviate people's suffering. I I wanted to to help people out of their pain. I didn't know what that would look like or what form that would take, but I felt this very deeply. And there was always a part of me that was deeply inquisitive and questioning, like, What's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Where do we go? Where do we come from? What happens when we die? And so I was always questioning as a kid. And, um, you know, I grew up around a lot of people. I went, I got a scholarship to a school that was a very prestigious school. So I grew up around a lot of kids that their parents were incredibly wealthy and, you know, sons of presidents and prime ministers. And so I grew up around folks that had every reason to be happy yet seemed miserable. And I also grew up around folks that had every reason to be miserable but were happy because they didn't have very much and so this began a, a questioning and nothing seemed to make sense and 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 so also around that time one of my first memories was literally seeing uh, a, a crippled woman crawling on the floor and i remember being a chubby kid lost in the crowd and she picks up the sand that this man walks on and wipes it on her face and stands up a miracle so to speak and so week after week i grew up seeing 
blind people see and deaf people hear. The same man who sent you picked up would look at uh, a man or woman in a wheelchair and say, stand up, you're not sick. Or someone would come in blind and he'd put his hands on their eyes and they would see. And so a lot of people might think, wow, that's a little extreme, but this is how I grew up. This is what I saw. Uh, this man who performed these miracles was my father. <clears throat> he built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, had hundreds of thousands of uh, devotees, followers, so to speak. So I grew up in this shall we say, spiritual context, this, this realm of possibility um, with my father. And, you know, at age eight, I started speaking in my father's churches. Uh, it, one day, my father suddenly threw me in the audience and said, my son's going to speak. And, and that began my speaking career. I uh, had no idea what I was saying, but just a download started to happen and words started to flow from my mouth and that, that really started the process of maybe every month every few weeks speaking uh first time was in front of about four thousand people and then at 14 i was ordained as a minister i was given the mandate to take over my father's spiritual organization my father was very spiritual and so uh i knew at that moment that i wanted to help people but the moment it was announced to thousands of people that i was going to be taking over my heart sank because i knew that this was not my path i knew that this was not my destiny i my entire life was pretty much set for me, decided for me, planned for me by everyone else but myself. And you know that feeling when you know that something isn't isn't aligned. You, we know, we can feel it, we can deny it, we can rationalize it, we can pretend. But I felt in that moment in front of five thousand people that this was not aligned. But I didn't have uh, the courage at that moment in my life to, to to speak my truth, to tell my father. My fear was if. I dared to tell my father the truth that this isn't what I wanted for myself and my life, that I would be, I would lose his love. I would be outcast. I'd be alone. I'd be abandoned. I'd be by myself. And so I went along with it. 14, I got ordained. Um, from 14 to 18, I went through a tremendous sort of soul searching and questioning in terms of what is my truth and what do I really want? And, and, and I felt a lot of depression, a lot of internal conflict. And I, and I came to realize that you cannot be truly happy living someone else's life. You cannot be truly fulfilled and happy being someone that you're not. And in so many ways, I think as human beings, we have this deep fear that if I really dare to be myself, if I really dare to express myself, if I really dare to express my truth, I won't be loved. And in so many ways, we hide who we are. We end up betraying ourselves. And I think that creates so much internal suffering and pain. And when I was 18, I looked into my future. And I saw I had two paths. I felt this deep, profound calling to come to the US. You know, I grew up in London, a very poor neighborhood in South London called Peckham. Um, and I was the only kid not to go to university. And I felt this calling to come to the US, specifically Los Angeles and Southern California, because uh, around age 12, age 13, I started reading self-help books, you know, devouring everything from Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and Jim Rohn. And this became my obsession, so to speak. And it, all of the authors happened to live in Los Angeles or San Diego and, you know, Louise Hay, Deepak Chopra, Mark Victor Hansen. So I wanted to come and meet them and go into this field. And so on one hand, I felt this deep calling, something in my soul was pulling me, something in my soul was calling me in a certain direction that I had absolutely no idea how it was going to manifest, no idea how I was going to do it. It was just undeniably true inside. And yet my path was set out in a different way. And I looked into my future and I realized I could follow the expected path, the path that everyone expected, 
And, you know, age 30, age 40, age 50, and I could be successful by everyone else's standards. But if I didn't, if I didn't have myself, if I didn't have my soul, if I didn't have me, then what kind of success is that? And I felt such a deep, you could say, sense of soul suicide. And so at 18, I made a very pivotal decision for me at that point. It was a moment that changed my life. I decided I was going to leave everything behind, give up everything, risk everything, spoke to my father. And that's when my life really began, the willingness to face the consequences of my own actions, the willingness to really trust my, surrender and trust my soul. And I spoke to my father, the scariest moment of my life up until that point, told him I'm not taking over. Uh, we didn't speak for two years. You know, imagine this little kid crawling up the steps to have a conversation with this guy you love. And I tell him I'm not taking over. He doesn't say anything. We don't speak for two years. That's it. Sometimes people say, well, when you find your purpose, everything is, is everything flows. You go into this sort of spontaneous, effortless, you know, manifestation, synchronicity. I think sometimes that can be bullshit. Sometimes when you find your purpose and you align with your truth, I found for myself that's when the challenges can begin. You are often, we are often thrown into a path of, I call them challenges or soul tests. And many times people give up in those moments because they think that they're doing something wrong or they think that they're on the wrong path or maybe they made the wrong decision. But I think that when you follow your truth, it's not necessarily that life gets easier. Sometimes life gets more challenging because those challenges are what we have to go through to actually prepare us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to develop the soul force, to develop the mental, emotional bandwidth, capacity, strength, to be able to fulfill uh, our true destiny and our purpose. And so I went down a trajectory. I had no idea where I was going. Long story short, won a green card in the lottery, literally the green card lottery. Uh, that was incredible. And came to America, two suitcases, $800. And that really gave me a tremendous amount of faith as a young man that because I remember saying a prayer after I felt so abandoned by life and the universe and my father said, God, I've, universe, I feel like you've given me this vision, a vision to touch people and inspire people. But I freaking have no idea what the hell I'm doing, where I'm going. No idea, no college degree, no family support, nothing. And I felt like I was in this, this abyss, you know, no idea how it was going to happen. And there was another moment of surrender and, and someone just literally I don't know if it was minutes or an hour later, hands me a magazine called The Economist. I look in the back of the magazine. It says the American government's giving away 55,000 green cards in the green card lottery. That's when I felt the certain uh, chills in my body, a certain something, you know. So I always tell people, follow the clues. That was a clue and uh, applied for this green card, won a green card, and and the rest just unfolded from there. You know, it was it was oh, it was really amazing. I really believe that when we dare to not compromise our soul and we dare to listen to our soul our soul has an intelligence and all of the desires all of the dreams all of the authentic desires and dreams that are that we feel in our heart i think inside of that is encoded already the seeds for its fulfillment so i think when we're true to our soul when we're true to ourself that's when the universe really aligns to support us and i've seen that over and over and over and over again in my life and and that was a beginning moment. And I always reference that moment, even when I came to the US, I, I always reference that moment of winning the green card as a, as a reminder that the universe is supporting me along the way. So long as I'm true to my soul, true to myself. And so came to the US and 
began my journey. That's amazing. Well, I just, I must say, what an inspiring story. And it's so cool that you won that lottery that you were just aligned. I couldn't agree more with when you said everyone thinks it just flows when you're Mm. in alignment, but you know, you're often faced with challenges that this next level version of you can face being in flow. Um, You know, there's always going to be struggles and, and it's always you know, rejection is redirection. That's like one of the mottos that I always tell myself or something bad happening is just leading me down a route that I need to be down, be down or go down. So what's really interesting though, is that there are so many synchronicities I feel like with your story and kind of how you've evolved. And even with my own, like I won't get into my whole story right now, but I got into personal development at a really young age. I also grew up around very wealthy families when my family wasn't very wealthy. Um, you know, I left home at 18, moved to London from Canada, wow. reinvented myself, um, you know, decided to just be the person I know deep down I had to be. And it's so weird that you just described so many things that I was like, wait, that also happened. Like those body chills, this deep, deep knowing that this was the path that you should take, that I should take. I felt that too. So I would love for the listeners that are listening right now. And if they maybe are at a place in life where they don't really understand how to uh, find that voice, uh, you know, that intuition, do you have any advice for them? Cause obviously it's been easy sure, for you sure. and I, I'd love actionable you know, advice. You know, for, you know yeah. so, some, some, some action advice is one thing I would say is I think so many in so much of our culture today, there is such a, uh, race, uh, a war for our attention, that our attention is hijacked. Our attention is hijacked by the media. Our attention is hijacked by the news. Our attention is hijacked by social media. Our attention is hijacked by, you know, everything and everyone around us that so often our attention is out here that we're not really turning inwards and listening to our deeper truth, listening, really, really creating the space to be still and listen. So if someone wants to to tap into their intuition and their deeper knowing, one thing I would say is unplug from external stimulus out here and create the space and the time within your life, within yourself to just be still and listen. We often don't cultivate the spaciousness in our life to, to listen because we're so busy running around. And if we're busy running around listening to what's out here, how do we then actually listen to what's inside of us. And I think so so often we busy ourselves and don't create the space because maybe there's a part of us that's afraid of if I really take the space and the time to listen, what will I hear? What will I have to acknowledge? And so I think one of the things that I have seen keeps us stuck as human beings from shifting, from transforming, from going to that next level, from breaking through uh, all the ways that we lie to ourselves all the ways that we don't tell ourselves the truth. In so many ways, we're constantly lying to ourselves, BSing ourselves, rationalizing, not telling ourselves the truth in order to, you know, preserve our sense of identity, preserve what we have, hold on to the familiar and the the known, so to speak. And so I think if someone wants a place to start, create the spaces for stillness so that you can listen, but then be willing to start by being radically and ruthlessly honest with yourself about who you are, about what you feel, about what you want. And I would invite people to ask themselves a few questions. Number one, what lies am I telling myself? What lies am I telling myself? In so many ways, we're lying to ourselves, and sometimes we don't even know that we're lying to ourselves. We stay in relationships that we know, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt, isn't right for us. Maybe we've outgrown it. Maybe we're no longer aligned. We're no longer in love. But we stay in relationship because we're afraid of 
letting someone down. We're afraid of what people will say. And so I think we have to start with the truth. What lies am I telling myself? We, we stay in situations career-wise that we know also isn't aligned, perhaps compromises our own integrity just for safety or security. And we wonder why we feel disconnected or depressed. And so I think the truth sets us free. So what lies am I telling myself? Second question I'd invite people to sit with is, what am I pretending to not know? What am I pretending to not know? In so many ways, as human beings, I think we play a game of confusion with ourselves. Like I'm confused. I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if I, if this relationship is right. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure what my purpose is. When deep down there is a knowing inside of us, if we're really willing to be honest and be still, there is a knowing inside of us. Sometimes we're afraid to get in touch with that knowing because we're afraid of the consequences. And so, but just be willing to to to, to acknowledge. What, what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? But also the third question, the willingness, I would say, to, to acknowledge the cost and the pain of the lies we're telling to ourselves. Many times we feel pain. I believe that pain is a blessing. I believe that pain is a signal. To me, it's not good or bad. Often when we feel pain within ourselves, what we tend to do is suppress it disconnect from it, drink it away, sex it away, shop it away, social media it away, just so we don't have to feel the pain, which then just perpetuates the lie that we're living. And so I think if we're feeling pain, that pain is your intuition speaking to you. That pain is is a signal that some part of you is needing your attention, that some part of you perhaps is out of alignment, you know? And so acknowledge the pain and really sit with what is this pain trying to show me? What is, how is this pain showing me that I'm not truly listening to my intuition or my truth or perhaps ways in which I'm betraying myself? And so I think those are some places that we can start. Cool. That's such a great answer. And then I so want to ask you about sure. creating the life of your dreams through manifestation energy. I love talking about this. I love hearing other people's ideas and thoughts around this. Obviously, you've been a master manifester your life and you've created a lot in your life but how do you create the life that you desire once you have the clarity on the vision on the purpose like obviously working towards it but how can you energetically align yourself with it and also what do you believe when it comes to creating your life through manifestation that's a big question (laughs) uh uh, i I think i'll go in a few different directions with that and feel free to jump in wherever you 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 want to to clarify some things um, honestly, the first book I ever read was on manifestation at age eight. Which one? Creative oh. Visualization huh? by a woman called Shakti Gawain. This is before The Secret. This is before Hicks and Abraham. This is, this is like one of the OG original books on, you know, you think it and you create it. Thoughts become things. Um, a classic book in the realm of manifestation teachings. And that really turned me on and, and, and got me thinking about manifestation. And so in the, pro- and, and I'm only just going to share from my life. I'm not going to say this is everyone's experience. I can only say what I've lived, what I've experienced for myself and share that. And if it helps people, we'll go from there. You know, hopefully something I say can inspire people. Um, what I have found for myself is when I first started the journey, it was all about how can I manifest? How can I manifest? What can I make happen? And I think, I think we're moving into a different phase of evolution as a humanity. To me, the old paradigm is all about manifest your life, make things happen, create your reality. 
Uh, and there is something to be said where, yes, you can manifest and you can make things happen. Absolutely. And I think that can lead to a great life. Absolutely. But many times what I found is sometimes you'll get what you thought you wanted to manifest only to realize that, wait a second, this is not what I really wanted. It, it's just what I thought I wanted. It's not what I really wanted. And so many times what I have found is the goals that we're trying to manifest and what we're trying to project and create in the world are actually, shall we say, projections of unmet needs from childhood. They're often projections of, you know, I wasn't loved, uh, uh, dad wasn't there, I didn't feel enough. So if I can just manifest that car, that house, the career, that body, the Instagram followers, you know, fill in the blank, then I'm going to be enough. And so what we're often manifesting is not necessarily authentically aligned with our own truth. It's just what we think we want based on who we think we are. But if we're not really in touch with who we really are, truly, authentically, our truth, then what we're going to manifest is not necessarily going to be fulfilling, aligned, or may not even manifest because we're not in alignment. So I think manifestation, first and foremost, is the foundation is about being in alignment with who we really, really authentically are. Find out mm -hmm. who you truly are. Find out what's really true. That's why I say we have to start with the truth with the truth. And I think many times we don't follow through on our goals and dreams. We don't have the motivation. Things don't manifest because there's a part of us deep down that is that has some unconscious internal conflict. There's a part of us deep down that doesn't really want that. There's a part of that uh, uh, us deep down that knows that what we're shooting for is not authentic. Some part yeah. of us might know. And, and so the energy doesn't flow, even if we're taking the actions towards trying to manifest it. So I would say step back for a moment and really question yourself. Have the courage to say, well, who am I and what's true? I know this is what I want, but is it what I really want? Sometimes it can be scary to question ourselves when we've put so much and invested so much into trying to manifest the goal, the dream or desire that it can be scary to question Wait a second, who am I? And is this what I really want? Or is this what my parents wanted? Is this what society wanted? Is this what my religion wanted? So start with the foundation of who am I? Get clear on that. The other thing I found for myself is the old paradigm of manifestation really is focused on asking, well, what do I want? But we really don't ask that question, well, who is the I that wants? And so to me, there's a new paradigm. And this is why I wrote the book, Magic of Surrender. I think the new paradigm is less about you trying to manifest something. I believe that life ultimately is in the process of continually manifesting everything. And so for me, the question and the shift I'm inviting people to make to bring yourself into a higher relationship in the flow of life, the next level of synchronicity and flow is really in the process of surrender. And in the process of surrender, and I believe that surrender is the ultimate password to manifestation beyond your wildest dreams. Because when we try to manifest, many times we manifest from the level of mind. We manifest from the level of identity. We manifest from the level of ego. We manifest from the level of a certain, shall we say, individualized sense of self, who we think we are, which is based on the past, which is based on programming, which is based on conditioning. So even what we tend to project in the future of what we want to manifest is going to be limited in some way to the level of our own consciousness, our own evolution, our, our, our own perception, our own identity, which is based on our conditioning. It's still limited in the past in some way. But I think when we move into a realm of surrender, 
a realm of openness, a realm of possibility, a realm of letting go, then we open ourselves beyond ourselves to life. We open ourselves beyond what we can see, beyond our own current ego's capacity to perceive life because the ego's perception is limited. We're not able to see the whole possibility and picture of life. When we say, okay, universe, I surrender, I'm open, I'm available. And then I think the question shifts from what do I want? And there's a different question. The question becomes more about sitting still, being still, tuning into your truth and feeling, feeling authentically and deeply, what is it that life, this intelligence of life that has been around for billions of years, this intelligence of life that is living you, breathing you, beating your heart, functioning the trillions and trillions of cells in your body, digesting your food, enabling you to see all sorts of colors and sights, the same intelligence that's breathing you, that's breathing me, that's breathing all of existence, that is functioning and manifesting all of life, when we truly surrender to life itself, and we ask ourselves a, diff a different question, the question becomes, what is it that life is seeking to manifest through me? What is it that life is seeking to create through me? What is it that life is seeking to unfold through me? What is it life is see seeking to write through me, podcast through me, speak through me, and actually open yourself to life? To me, that is when you get out of the way you open yourself to true miracles, to infinite possibilities, then I have found what can manifest in you, through you, as your life will often be way beyond what you can write in a journal, project, uh, 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 hold on to, intend for yourself. It's beyond yourself. To me, that is the realm of possibility and living that Jesus and Buddha and Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali and Gandhi, they tapped into that. And life was able to live through them. And I think when we surrender fully, truly to life itself, what life can manifest to us is more than what we can do on our own. And that doesn't mean we just sit there and do nothing and you're like, well, I'm just going to surrender, do nothing. It means we feel what our, the deepest truth is. We move in that direction. We remain fully open, fully open to life, being used by life. And that's when I think we, we tap into a deeper level of potential, a deeper level of magic that flows through us. And, you know, that's so well I'm, said. Yeah, I mean, so I can well keep said. going. But, no, but think, honestly, so well said. Everyone yeah. listening, rewind three minutes, re-listen to this again, memorize it, because this uh -huh. is like the key to life. Yeah, I think it's the key. And, 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 you know, look, if we look at the best things that have happened in our life, let's just break it down a second. Let's bring it to maybe more practical. If we look at, I know I look at for myself, and I've manifested a lot. If I look at the best things that have happened in my life, most of the shit I didn't plan, <laughs> you know, it, it, I wasn't sitting there on the couch doing nothing. I was moving in the direction, but most of it, I, you know, most of us, we didn't plan the exact time and date we were going to manifest our life. Partner, it happens in a way, it, it happens. happens in a way that you least expect. It, you it, just it, have it to happens. connect with the frequency, general frequency that you yes. desire, like the energy yes. and then like the actual product of what is created um, it's, it's, it's not up to you. It's, it's up to, and that's fun. I don't want to know everything that's, that's going to happen. That's, that's the surrender. You know, that's and I think in surrender. so many ways we don't realize that we end up limiting our manifestation. We end up limiting the flow of life without attachment to it's got to be this way. And he's got to be that way. And she's got to be that way. And, and it's got to be that way. And we hold on so tightly and we project so tightly that 
we're not truly available. So I think yeah. one of the keys to manifestation is the willingness to be open, available, the willingness to let go of attachment, the willingness to, I would say, be curious. The, the, the curiosity, yeah. the availability, I think, is also a key part of manifestation. And I think also, you know, if everything is energy, if everything is energy, what I would say is this. Manifestation is not so much about making things happen. Manifestation is about removing from within our own consciousness the blocks to our own internal vibrational alignment. And so the more we clear our own self of pain, trauma, past, regrets, hurts, you know, that sort of dense energy, emotion, psychological, mental, spiritual, energetic emotion that keeps us vibrating at a, lo a lower frequency, the more we're able to release the guilt, the shame, the grief, the undeserving, you know, all of that stuff, the more we will naturally vibrate at a higher frequency, the more our energy will shift, the more we will begin to uh, be magnetically, polarically aligned to attract things that are vibrating on our level. Yeah. You know, what's the, what I say, cause you know, just like you, I've manifested a lot of my life. I've created, you know, the word manifestation. I also see synonymous to created, um, you know, I created my life and I transformed pretty much every single area uh, of my life. And what I like to say to everyone, when it comes to creating that, it's simply become the kind of person that has what you desire. So if you think about it, like, you know, if, if you know at your core that this is what you desire and you desire to have a big coaching and inspirational, you know, speaking business like you, and you knew at the core, this is what you're meant to do. And, and you didn't know what actions to take. The best thing is just to change your, your identity to already match that desired future. And I think that really allows me at least to step into this identity and naturally let it flow and surrender, not trying to force things, just being the kind of person that has what you want. And then the things that you want will flow into your life. It just happens yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few reasons I found things don't manifest for people. If we're really trying so hard, number one mm -hmm. that, I've that I've touched upon is perhaps what you're trying to manifest is not really aligned with your deeper soul's intention. That's one thing. So I think, that's not bad. It's just feedback from the universe. Like, hey, what you're trying to push into the world isn't really aligned. So take yeah. the feedback and step back, check in with your, your being and, and, and feel what's more true and bring yourself into alignment. So that's the first reason. Second thing is sometimes it's timing. You know, it's not the season yet. And I think mm -hmm. we have to then learn to, to not, I think as human beings, we get so caught up in a paradigm of force and control. And we try to force something to be that may not be yet. Like a mango's not ripe, but we want it. To, we, we, we just want it when we want it. And so, and so everything has a season. And I think the more we can, the more we end up living in a state of trying to force something to be, the more we actually push away the manifestation of what we actually want because we're actually mm -hmm. affirming we, we don't trust life because I've got to force it. So if we really trusted life, we could live in a state of relaxation. That state of relaxation is a state of openness. That frequency is much more magnetic than forcing and pushing. And so the second reason things are manifest is sometimes it's just not the timing yet. And we have to understand what season is this yet and learn to trust the flow and the rhythms and the cycle of nature so that we can live in in the um in in sync and in flow 
And so sometimes we have to learn to be a bit patient in certain seasons. But what often people mistake is, oh, patience means do nothing. Sometimes when things are manifesting because it's not the timing yet, we have to learn to be patient. That time is the opportunity that we have to get things ready, to prepare ourselves, to get things ready, so that when the time does align, because we haven't been pushing and forcing, we've been preparing, then we're ready. The third mm-hmm. reason I found that sometimes things don't manifest, more of a spiritual soul reason, is we haven't learned the lessons, the spiritual soul lessons that we need to learn where we are and with who we're with. And now we're trying to go to another level, manifest something different, a different relationship, a different job. But to back it up on a spiritual level, I would say we incarnate into this human experience because there's certain lessons that our soul needs to learn. And every situation is a learning opportunity. To me, life is the university for our soul's evolution in every situation, every relationship, challenging, difficult, beautiful. You know, everyone we meet is part of our soul's curriculum, so to speak, in which we get to evolve and grow and become more of who we really are and learn learn some lessons. So sometimes I found when things don't manifest or we're not going to the next level of experiences because there's still certain lessons that we haven't learned where we are. And if we haven't learned some lessons where we are, we, we tend not to move to a different energy, a different situation, a different relationship. So rather than trying to force ourselves to manifest that next thing, I think it's important to step back and go, what lesson do I need to learn where, where I'm at yet? Mm-hmm. What, 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 why did I attract this relationship? Yeah, I want to manifest my soulmate, but why did I attract this relationship that is challenging? What is this person showing me? What does my soul need to learn? What do I need to resolve? Because if we can use life as that feedback and learn those lessons, that's when we graduate and unlock the key to the next level of manif- manifestation, not because we're forcing, but because mm-hmm. we've learned what we need to learn and we shift our energy as a result. Sometimes the fourth yeah. thing is, Things don't manifest simply. This is more of a technical, practical reason because we just don't have the right strategy. The right strategy as in we got the wrong roadmap. Like if you want to go from LA to San Francisco, but you just get in a car and you just start driving towards Texas, doesn't matter how many affirmations you do and how positive you feel, you're not going to manifest going to, to San Francisco. You're going to go towards Texas and you know Alabama and Florida. And so I think we have to also look at the strategy and the roadmap that we have uh, so yeah. we can correct, correctly plan and execute our vision. So those are a few reasons I found that people don't So manifest. helpful. So helpful. And thank you for sharing those. I, I agree. And the one that sticks out to me the most is the timing thing, because so many people can get impatient. We're living in a world where it's instant gratification. You want to order instant. food, you get it. Instant gratification. If you want to, you know, <laughs> go on a date, you go on Bumble or, you know, whatever it is, like it's instant, instant, instant. So that's a lesson that I've personally had to learn is the timing thing and, and feeling like, like, and I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I've manifested a lot, but I've also tried manifesting so much that never ended up working out, whether it's because it wasn't aligned with my roadmap or the timing wasn't right. But, you know, that is so important to say. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it is such a truth. And sometimes I'll get comments on like my TikToks or, or posts that I talk about manifestation and creation. And some people will say like, oh, I tried this, but it hasn't happened yet. So it doesn't work. And I'm like, girl, you just tried this for a week. Like you, <laughs> you can't put a timeline on it. And 
And I believe though, like when it's obviously aligned with your roadmap and who you, you know, yeah. want to be in and who you are, I do believe that like the more that you do align yourself with that energy and live in it, um, the faster it can happen. That's just a belief of mine. But yet again, it, you know, that's just a belief that I've tried to yeah. have just, you know, I, I don't know. So who knows? And, 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 yeah. and it may, you know, I believe that the un- belief I have that I think might help people too is the universe is always working for my highest good even if I can't see it right now. And so sometimes when we're in a situation where we think, oh, something didn't manifest, something didn't happen, we're not able to always see the the, the whole picture of a situation. And we're not able to see like, huh, maybe it's not manifesting the way I thought, the way I thought from my own, you know, limited perspective, but it may manifest completely differently. And so I think openness and availability is so important. It's so yeah. important just to stay just to stay open and to also be willing to embrace not knowing, you know, the the the, yeah. the, the art of like, okay, I, I, I don't know what this is. Cause sometimes when things don't happen according to how we think, we think we immediately know what this means and what this doesn't mean. And I think we end up limiting life. And so I'm just saying, so part of surrender is the willingness to take the limits off of life, to say, I don't know but I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be true. I'm going to learn, grow, and evolve. And even if your goal in your dream didn't manifest the way you thought, that doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean it's not succeeding. That doesn't mean it wasn't the journey you needed to go on. Sometimes the goal that you set is the necessary evolutionary journey that your soul needs to go down so that you can learn the lessons that you need to learn. And we get so attached to the goal that we have to really appreciate the evolutionary lessons and journey of who we we become in pursuit of the goal itself that is the manifestation. And I think when we learn the lessons and we manifest more of who we really are in the process of the pursuit of the manifestation, then whether the thing manifests or not, we've become that person energetically, vibrationally, mentally, emotionally, we become that person that is then capable of being ready to manifest that next level. I look at Mandela, Nelson Mandela, 26 years in prison. Was that a failure? Was that a waste of time? Was that good? Was that bad? Did the universe get it wrong? Was he not manifesting correctly? Or was that 26 years the necessary spiritual soul opportunity for him to meditate, for him to think, for him to prepare his soul for his true purpose. That was the gestation period that perhaps he needed to develop the level of soul force that it was going to take to impact the world, even when he was no longer in human form. And so just because things don't go according to plan, that doesn't mean it's a failure. And so I I invite people just to look at things a little differently than just, I manifested, I didn't manifest. What's important is... Who, who am I? Who, who am I manifesting myself to be in the process of the pursuit? Because if you just manifest the goal and you didn't grow and you evolved, I don't know if that's really a success either. Yeah, absolutely. You need to see it through like a different lens from a bird's eye view, seeing your whole life differently. And I think it's so easy to get stuck in the here and the now, and I want this now, and I'm impatient. And it, but you're so right. It, you know, it's always. For the greater good, and I love that belief of yours. I love that belief look, of and, yours and, and, of the universe. And, and, yeah, and, and and just to help some folks, like if you look back at the things that you really wanted, like I really okay, I'll give an example. Like I really 
wanted that relationship. I met my soulmate. I really, this, I couldn't imagine not being with this person and having kids. This is the one. And you told your mom and you told your pet, you told everybody like this is the one. And it didn't work out. And you were so devastated. You couldn't believe it. You thought it was over. You thought you're never going to find and meet anyone ever again. Now, three, five, 10 years later, in retrospect, you look back and you go, thank God that didn't yeah. work out. Listen, like, thank listen. God. Thank I God. Can- I can attest to that statement. Um, I was a serial dater before meeting my boyfriend that we've been together for almost five years. And every time there was a guy that I'd be like, oh, like he didn't text me back or he ghosted me. And I'm like, this is all I want. Like, why is this happening? Now I look back, I'm like, thank God that didn't end up working out because I'm with the most amazing person. So you're so right with everything that happens. Rejection is redirection. God, I can tell you stories for years of how like all these things that have happened that ended up not working out and um you know just on the brink of something huge and then it completely you know being taken from underneath me and 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 then now i'm looking back i'm so happy it didn't work out um yeah yeah it's great so i think i think what also accelerates manifestation is when things don't work out rather than collapsing rather than resisting rather than forcing or going into judgment you know, moving into gratitude, even in that moment. And the more we can start cultivating the gratitude and the appreciation of, okay, I, I don't understand, but let me be in gratitude and the grace of, of like, this, this not working out is the love of the universe. This not working surrender. out it is, is something beautiful. That's the yeah. surrender. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, this has been just like an incredible conversation. You're obviously such a talented speaker and so inspiring and, I'm just so happy we did this. Obviously, you're welcome on the podcast whenever I think the viewers, the listeners are going to love you. So before we quickly wrap up, I'd love for you to quickly tell the audience about your new book because um, you just released yeah, a new book. Yeah, and it, who's it for? What's it about? That kind of stuff. In a, in a, in a nutshell, The Magic of Surrender is uh, it's been out, but it's coming out in paperback. And I'm really excited about it. The magic of surrender, finding the courage to let go. It's just a, an invitation for people to embrace and live surrender. And to me, surrender, to, for people to really consider that surrender as the most powerful thing that they can do. I think for so often, we have this idea that surrender is passive, surrender is weak, that if you surrender, you won't manifest your goals, dreams, and desires. If you surrender, you're going to be a doormat, you're going to be taking advantage of. But I'm I'm actually saying we need a reframe of surrender. Like, what if you surrender and you got more, more than you could imagine, more than you could have planned, more than you could have bargained for, more than you could have visualized for yourself. And I think when you surrender, you move yourself into a different flow and you open yourself to grace. And so uh, all of the great ones that I mentioned, you know, Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, at some point they got to a stage in their life that they all surrendered and life yeah. began to use them. Life began to manifest through them. Life began to flow through them and they moved the world and they tapped into another dimension of their own potential, of life potential that was magical. And so I tell people, if you want more magic in your life, and magic can be more abundance, joy, prosperity, relationship, whatever magic means to you, you have to surrender. That's the password. Wow. And, so, and so this is, uh, this is my, my I'm so inspired. Yeah. yeah. And I guess everyone people- can get it on Amazon or... Yeah, they can get on Amazon. I'm doing a, for the paperback, I'm doing something special. I'm doing a, a very special online seminar on May the 7th. And people can just go to www.coopblackson.com forward slash uh, reinvent seminar. And they can order the book from there. They can, they'll, they'll be directed there. Get the book on Amazon. Once you 
get a, a copy of the paperback, you get to come to the seminar for free. Wow, amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been amazing, and, and I'm so happy that we got to do this. And we'll see you in touch. For having me.